Welcome to Yin Untangled. I'm Kat Mead. Welcome everyone to this latest episode of Yin Untangled. I am your host, Kat Mead, owner of The Yin Method. And in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about safety and permission in yin yoga. To do that, I thought it was important to talk about what we're actually doing in a yin yoga practice, talking a little bit about our intention, our approach, and the parts of our body, the tissues of our body that we are targeting in the practice. So you might have listened to my episode last week where I talk about the duality of yin and yang. And you might remember that when I spoke about yin, I was talking about it being darker, more passive. It's a slower type of energy. It's the dark side of the mountain. And the yang is the more active, the more bright energy. It's the sunny side of the mountain. So we have the yang of the sun, the yin of the moon that work together to complement each other. And you can't have one without the other. You can't understand yang without understanding yin. You can't understand yin without understanding yang. And they both hold pieces of each other within themselves. So yin is always transforming into yang. Yang is always transforming into yin. And they hold each other within themselves. So when we come into a yang practice... And keep in mind that when I say we come into a yang practice, there's always going to be aspects of yin within it. And when we come into a yin practice, there's always going to be aspects of yang within it because you can't have one without the other. So when we come into a yang practice, we're thinking of like a flow class where we're activating our muscles, where we are getting hot, often we get sweaty, our muscles are really switched on, they're keeping us safe, they're getting stronger, they're building up. And yeah, so it's a really active, bright, energetic practice within our body where we're targeting our muscles most of the time. Or maybe, you know, not targeting our muscles most of the time, but we're using our muscles most of the time to support us in our yang flow practice. Or whatever we're doing, it doesn't have to be yoga, it might be running or swimming or whatever it is. There might be different types of yang practices that you do where you know, you feel your muscles switched on and they get tired the next day. You get sore muscles from yang types of exercise. When we come into a yin practice, we're actually asking our muscles to relax. We're asking them to start switching off so that we can go into those deeper, darker, more passive places in our body those more passive places that we're targeting in a yin practice are our fascia, so our connective tissue, which is everywhere. We are targeting our joints, we're targeting our ligaments, and we're targeting our bones. So obviously you can't stretch your bones, they're pretty much set as they are. You shouldn't stretch your joints and you shouldn't stretch your ligaments. And your fascia, your connective tissue, as I said, it's everywhere. So it's it's around your muscles, it's around your joints, it's, you know, it's connecting your whole body together. So it's interesting actually to think of fascia as a yin type of tissue, but it needs often to be moved slowly, especially within a yin practice, to give it time and space to release and to lay down new pathways for energy to flow within it. That needs to be done really slowly. 
And coming back to that point about our joints and our ligaments not wanting to stretch them, this is true. We don't want to stretch those tissues, especially, well, we don't want to target them in a yang way because they are not elastic like our muscles are. So our muscles are elastic. They help us move. You know, they can handle fast, energetic movements, whereas our joints and our ligaments are more stabilizers. So we can't target them in a yang fast way because they'll break. Um, You know, they might not always break, but we can't target those tissues in a fast, really active way because they just don't respond to that. We need to target those tissues by adding stress to them slowly, which is what we're doing in our yin practice. And that helps them to open up. It helps us to recover more quickly from, you know, the yang style exercises. It helps our nervous system to settle down. It helps, as I said, to release stuff that's stuck in our body and to create new pathways for our energy to flow more freely. I hope all of this is making sense. Sometimes I realize when I go to explain things like this verbally that I trip over my words a little bit or I run around in circles a little bit or I lose my train of thought. It's it's like I know the thing and I'm I can teach it in a class, but I don't know if it's like a nervous thing about getting it right or getting it wrong. Um, but yeah, I just notice sometimes when I go to explain these things, I'm just like, did that make sense? So that's why I often check in and say, I hope that made sense. If anything ever doesn't make sense or if I've said something silly or wrong, let me know. <laughs> I think constructive feedback is always very welcome to me. I think, yeah, if we're not asking for feedback and open to feedback, then we stop learning and we stop growing and that's really no fun. So we have to target our yin tissues in a yin way. We need to target our yang tissues in a yang way. This means that in our yin yoga practice, we are actively surrendering, asking our muscles to start switching off and they're going to stay switched on and tense if they think you're in danger, basically. And sometimes that's why we need a bit more time in these poses, in our yin practice. We need to give ourselves a bit more time often to let our muscles get the idea that we are safe to sit in stillness, to feel some discomfort, to feel some challenge, and for our mind to start slowing down and getting less busy. It's really important to note here that our mind is likely to get busier and more noisy If you let yourself sit in pain in a yin yoga pose, or if you're trying to control it, or if you're trying to force something. So in our yin yoga practice, we are never looking for pain. Pain is very different to discomfort, and it's different to feeling challenged. Pain is a no-go. You need to find sensation within your practice, within your poses, that is manageable and appropriate in your body and that's not adding resistance, that's not adding tension, that's not adding pain. And, you know, you don't want to cause yourself distress in a yin yoga practice either. It's really, that's all the opposite of what we're doing. So coming to this idea of what our mind is doing in our yin practice, a lot of the time you're going to notice that it gets busier before it gets quieter. 
in our society today, we're not really used to sitting in discomfort. We're not really used to sitting in space and not letting ourselves be bored. We distract ourselves a lot of the time. A lot of us do it all the time. You know, we're on our phones, we're watching Netflix, we're doing whatever else it is. We're doing a lot of busy things to stop us from feeling what's happening in our body and to stop us from going into this deeper part of ourselves where we can start releasing and restoring ourselves. Yin yoga really is a mind game. It's a practice of sitting with discomfort, sitting with challenge, sitting in it with awareness, adjusting your body slowly if you need to, and really witnessing what is happening in your mind and what your mind is trying to do with all of this stuff that's coming up out of your body. That's something that really happens a lot in our yin yoga practice. As we start to release into these deep tissues that maybe we don't go into or give ourselves space to go into very much, the stuff we've been shoving down into our body that we think we might deal with later or things that we just even subconsciously can't deal with in a moment, they get held in our tissues. And so we start to slowly release these tissues and this stuff that we've pushed down starts to come up to the surface. And so sometimes we can be surprised by what's coming up. We can feel emotional. We can start to feel tremors even in our body when things come up and out. And it's it's really interesting here what happens. And our mind loves to unpack and create stories around that sensation and the emotion that comes up in our yin practice. This can happen in yang practices too, I should say, and in any exercise. Whenever you're doing something that's releasing stuff out of your tissues, this can happen. So if you're going for a run, if you're going for a walk, whatever it is, and you suddenly feel emotional or like you want to cry or if you want to laugh or if you feel angry, let yourself feel it. It's something coming up to be seen, to be dealt with, to be witnessed. You don't have to do anything with it. You just have to feel it. Let it be felt and then let it go. Much easier said than done. Um, But it happens a lot in a yin practice. We release a lot of stuff from down deep in our body in a yin practice. So let yourself feel, definitely, always let yourself feel what you're feeling in a yin practice. If you're in pain, let yourself move into something that is appropriate in your body. This is how our yin practice helps us to build resilience and to help us understand this duality of holding space Um, or holding two different spaces or more than two different spaces for ourselves at the same time. You know, we can hold a space where we're very uncomfortable, we're emotional, we're feeling a lot of sensation, but we're also calming our nervous system down. We're also feeling relief from feeling those uncomfortable things. So you're feeling, you know, it's, it's a really big practice when you really drill down into it with what's happening. You're feeling all this stuff, all of these or you're holding all these different spaces for yourself that just don't seem to really align if you think of it rationally. But we as humans, the way we've been created, the way we're built, the way we function, we can hold those different spaces for ourselves at the same time. And so our yin yoga practice teaches us that, it helps us practice that, and it helps us to be more resilient because we learn to sit with our discomfort and to move through it rather than always trying to move around it or away from it. I wanted to talk a little bit about skeletal variations in our bodies 
and how that relates to a yoga practice in general, not just yin yoga. So every single person has a completely unique skeleton. It's not just, you know, our facial features, our body types, our colour of our skin, the length of our nails that are different on people. Everyone's bones are completely different as well. And so, for example, when we're coming into yin, we're either using a tension, so a stretch type of movement in our body, or we're using a compression to target an area of our body. Now, when we look at these tensions or compressions from a skeletal or a bone point of view, I'm just going to use the example of our spine and a backbend, for example. So if you're someone that has a lot of space in between each vertebrae, you are much more likely, if you're coming into a backbend, to be able to find more depth. Now, of course, it also is dependent on how tight your muscles are and how tight everything else is. You know, you're compressing the spine when you go backwards, but you're stretching the front of the body. So if that's really tight, that's also going to have an impact. But if you're going back into a backbend and you're someone whose vertebrae are very close together, your bones are going to hit each other much more quickly as you start to come back into a backbend. Once you've got bone-on-bone compression, you cannot go further. And if you try to keep pushing yourself further, that's when injuries happen. So it's very important as both a student and a teacher of yin yoga to be aware that if you are going into a backbend and you're constantly trying to stretch, 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 push, 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 force, force, force to try and get yourself deeper and deeper into a backbend, but you never seem to go anywhere, the person next to you is just like bent in half and you're comparing yourself to them, give yourself a break and remember that your bones are completely different to the person next to you. So what you are able to do and what they are able to do are going to be completely different. So bone-on-bone compression, you can't push further than that. If you've got space in the muscles and in the fascia and it lets you keep going further and you don't have the bone-on-bone compression, yeah, sure, you might end up getting deeper one day if you want to. But I just think that's a really important note to remember. We all have a unique skeleton and it does make a really big impact on how we all move. I also wanted to point out that yin yoga and restorative yoga are not the same thing. We use props in both practices and they can look very similar. So in restorative yoga, we use props to really take out sensation from the body, to bring you into a place where you can just be in a pose, you're just resting, and it's super chill. I am no expert on restorative yoga. I'm sure there's more to it than that. That's just (laughs) as much as I know. In yin yoga, we are using props as well, but often we're using props to support the sensation we're feeling in our body and to support us in surrender and relaxing through what we're feeling. We're not using our props to remove our sensation. Yin, yeah, so yin is just different from restorative in that way, that we want to feel what's happening in our body in yin, whereas in restorative, from my perspective, we are just trying to support ourselves to go deep into both um, practices are, you know, bringing the nervous system down. They're just doing it in a different way. So yin is not restorative. Restorative is not yin. Let's not refer to them as the same thing. (laughs) Oh, that rhymed. Okay. 
I think that's all I wanted to say. The main things to remember when thinking about safety in your yin yoga practice, move slowly all the time. Going into a pose, coming out of a pose, coming out of your rest, move slowly. Whatever you need to do, move slowly. We're not looking for pain. If you have pain, you need to adjust, moving slowly. And your body is different to everyone else. Try not to compare yourself to other people in the room. Try not to control or force your practice. Let it just be how it needs to be. See if you can find a space of active surrender, targeting your yin tissues in a yin way, doing this really safely, and giving yourself permission to move if you need to. But again, move slowly. Okay, sometimes I get into these episodes and I realize that I'm talking really fast and anyway, (laughs) that's happening. It's a thing. That's all I want to say. If you have any questions, if you have anything to add, do let me know. My email is theyinmethod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at theyinmethod. You can find my website www.theyinmethod.com. And if you're on iTunes, I'd love for you to leave me a rating and a review to, yeah, help the podcast get out there a bit more. Sign up to my mailing list if you go to my website too. You'll get a free uh, 20-minute Yoga Nidra link sent to you, which is pretty nice. All right. Thank you for being here. Practice safely. I'll catch you soon. Bye.